Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 18a. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in that, I rejoice. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. So we have a little uh, context here, joined again today by the great Jordan Coughlin. And, uh, you know, this is a little more context from Paul um, and, and Timothy, but especially from Paul. He, he's writing from prison. Um, and, you know, he, he's speaking to the advance of the gospel witness in light of his imprisonment. And he's, you know, offering these words of encouragement to the Philippians because the people of Philippi um, have a very dear connection to Paul. And we're actually going to find that they care for Paul and his imprisonment in a very unique way that no other church quite demonstrated. Yeah. They like send care packages yeah. and band together in prayer for Paul. And, uh, and so this is a cool like word of comfort from his own afflictions, uh, that Paul is offering. So Jordan, what are your thoughts on what Paul is saying here? And, you know, this strange little nugget that he drops in about people preaching the gospel from envy and selfish ambition. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> um, okay. So, I mean, highlighting a couple of things, one, um, the partnership, Right, so you see that in verse 12. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. So the, this great mission that we're on, partnering together, like I want you to know that you don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to worry about me. Like what's happening, even in this prison, is that everybody's realizing and understanding that I'm in prison for Jesus, mm. right, because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's... That's cool because then he says, um, you know, uh, verse 14, and most of the brothers having become more confident in the Lord by my imprisonment are much more bold to speak the word without fear, right? So his purpose in telling them that is so that they can be comforted and they can grow in their confidence that, all right, we can, we can continue to speak boldly. Um, so I, I, this is such a fascinating passage because you consider our context and, not the reality is like not many of us are persecuted for our faith in any like real way. I mean, we are, but you know, I don't think any of us are going to be imprisoned because we're like preaching the gospel. Um, but it is instructive in that the advance of the gospel often comes through suffering and difficulty. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? if I'm honest. Good morning from Jordan. Yeah, right. Like, no, I want the advance of the gospel to be through, you know, big crowds and oh, yeah. like excitement and joy and like 
I mean, what, you know, in many ways, what we're experiencing this, this, what I would call like a time of blessing from the Lord for Christ's covenant, mm-hmm. where we're seeing people saved and, and there seems to be a lot of favor, you know, in, in, in towards our church and, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are coming and, and it's, it's exciting. And, and I don't think we should discount that yet or end, uh, God has promised and we should expect that difficulty and suffering will come. Yeah. And, you know, if, if we put ourselves in the shoes of the Philippians, even though it's difficult, like imagine Jason or whoever, like being put in prison and seemingly this, this church that was started, or in this case, really this whole religion that has been started, mm-hmm. like the leader is in jail. Yeah. <laughs> like what's happening? Is, is everything falling apart? Yeah. And, and that's where it's just this beautiful, um, model from Paul where he reminds them, no, 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 no. Like all this is, all this is a part of God's plan. Mm -hmm. Like this, this is, this is actually, this is actually a good thing. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, to, to, you know, go into the next verses, that's where this is so instructive where Paul's mission in life was not his advancement. Yeah. It was to make the name of Jesus known in all the world. Yeah. And the closer that things got to that, that mission, the more protective he was of it. Mm. Um, and so that's what you see here, right? Mm-hmm. Like some people are preaching Jesus out of envy and rivalry, mm-hmm. right? Like, so they were, I mean, we don't know the details obviously, but people preaching Christ out of selfish ambition, uh, people who are using the name of Jesus for their own selfish gain. Um, and word gets back to Paul in prison. Hey, these people are doing these things. What should we do? And Paul's conclusion, ah, if they're preaching Christ, like, great. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I love... There, there's this idea that has really uh, stuck with me uh, over the past few months of this like gospel sourced resilience mm. that we can know as people filled with the Holy Spirit. That if if you are a person who is filled with the Spirit of Jesus, that that rolled back the the stone on the third day, there's this resilience this like unbreakable spirit that you carry and you know paul and corinthians talks about you know there's this whole passage uh of you know like basically beat down but not destroyed uh persecuted but not forsaken and it's like not the absence of trouble at all but it's the ability to withstand and so i think that's what he's getting at and then even um you know he he's saying that uh his eyes are essentially on the prize, firmly yeah. fixed on the prize. He's not uh, endorsing selfish ambition right. or rivalry. In fact, in a couple sections, he's going to say, do nothing right. from selfish ambition or conceit. Yep. Um, so this is not like a commendation of, you know, oh yeah, like do whatever you got to, to get the gospel out there. Um, but I think it's this recognition that we as people and our ambitions and our in- agendas are very, very momentary. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, you know, there's there's that phrase that John Piper made famous: "Only one life will soon be passed; only what's done for Christ will last." Yeah. But that idea of the ministry of the gospel that's carried out by God through people will go on, mm-hmm. and the the stains and bruises that we bring to it will be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And that's not to, uh, you know, make light of uh, living in a manner unworthy of the gospel. Paul's not going to endorse that at all. Right. right. But it's like, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because my eyes are on the fame of Jesus and the renown of Jesus. And so you just see this resilient Paul who's not easily troubled. You know, he's not losing sleep over uh, these, these people who are, you know, seemingly mocking him. Yeah. Um, but he, he's just going to keep his eyes on the prize. Mm-hmm. Amen. And may that be us in the midst Amen. of a growing world that seems to be chaotic and confusing um, and, and in many ways antagonistic to the Christian faith. May we be those who have a resolute hope in yeah. the Lord, Amen. Um, resolute faith. Amen. Yeah, and, and just as a closing word, like, I think this is also helpful just in the way that we relate to other Christians. Yes. You know, I think when we see other other churches or other believers, other ministries who approach things differently than us, yeah, uh, a lot of times my propensity, my proclivity is to uh, get hung up on, is it, do they have the same mindset as me? Right. Do they have the same approach as me? Do they yeah. have the same methodology, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, as important as some of that can be in the right context, at the end of the day, um, it's not something to lose sleep over, um, but just to keep your eyes fixed on the fame and the renown of Christ. Yeah, amen. Love it. Well, we're going to keep on plugging through Philippians. So for Jordan Coughlin, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.